When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome to the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Hunter, and I am joined by my brother in arms and crime, David, for another Friday the 13th review. David, welcome back. Howdy. Hi. This is Friday the 13th, The New Blood from 1988. And David, this has always been a favorite of yours. This movie of the franchise is probably one of my top top it might even be number one i'd have to honestly go through and 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 literally really take a look at everything but i love this i love the empowerment in it i actually put it up there with the dream warrior yes or the dream master i should say the dream warrior is the dream master the dream master which is alice i i often have played the fight scenes in that movie as well as this movie back multiple times because i really enjoyed them you Um, love yourself some alice clearing off her night stand to jump into the the mirror yes like it's a fight montage like the eye of the tiger or whatever she did yeah gotta love it so yes i love this movie recently we were looking around and found some new information about this movie which i'm really excited about the, oh the my god actors. I, I did not put two and two together and the way that david figured it out was he heard the voice of which is great and i love that kind of thing so this is 1988 the seventh sequel in the original friday the 13th it was the first of four films to star Kane Hodder as Jason Met him. Voorhees. Got a picture of him. I should put that up. I have a picture of me. Do you still have it? I, I know do. it was with Kathy at the yeah. Haunted Hayride and I'd Long have Island. to ask I'd have to ask her, but I'd have to blur maybe blur out some faces, but I will totally <laughs> protect <laughs> the Kane Hodder <laughs> had his mask on, so it really didn't maybe he did not know character? he had it off. Maybe he no, there was one where he had it off. I have to check these pictures anyway. I remember this. I remember this. This is at the Haunted Hayride. So this entry is in infamous for its extremely harsh treatment at the hands of the MPAA. Virtually all the death scenes were heavily edited to remove gore. The home video release have been further trimmed down from the theatrical release. On video, the sleeping bag scene, which happens later, shows Jason only slamming his victim against a tree once. In theater, it showed him slamming the person against the tree six times. Oh my god, I was watching this, because that's actually on my list. I have a bunch of crazy notes that that was my my, my favorite favorite kill scenes and I remember it being longer I was like I thought it was the not the Moderma effect the Modella effect the, Mandela, the, 
Mandela effect. The Maderma effect. Yeah, it's the Maderma effect. If anyone doesn't know, it, that's it's called the Mandela effect. That is something that you remember something so clearly as something, but it turns out to not be true. Some people remember the Bernstein Bears as the Bernstein Bears or vice versa. And, like the, and Kit Kat had a, a line between the word Kit and Cat, and sometimes it didn't. But that could be just like they changed the packaging. I swear to God, I thought it did. So anyway, I remember this because I wrote this down as this is one of my favorite kill scenes of, in the movie. She only got bashed once in the one that I just saw. I can't imagine six times because even this, oh my God, that was brutal to me. I loved it. I, it was so beautiful. I it was so convenient. It. That took Honestly, that, little, yes. that little hot pocket and slam it. And he picked <laughs> it up with ease, let me tell you. And unfortunately, David, the deleted footage was accidentally destroyed in the early 90s because they wanted to do a restored version, but they cannot. How sad. Uh, well, somebody has to have it. That's a lie. Somebody has a bootleg video someplace of it. It's Laura Parker, whatever, who plays Tina. <laughs> Laura Parker Lincoln. Lincoln Camp. There's a legend around here. A killer buried, but not dead. A curse on Crystal Lake. A death curse. Jason Borey's curse. David, we start off with, did you recognize this voice? Who did the narration in the beginning? Speaking of voice narrations, who did the hour-long recap? Some people say there's a camp where people die called Camp Blood. And if you give Jason a Werther's original, he'd be your best friend. Like, I was just like... <laughs> I took it as... I took it as, Like, Johnny Cash, Dawn of the Dead, when the man comes around. There's a man coming around, around. taking names. And then... Do you notice, David, he says the, <laughs> your famous quote of a death curse? They make it like it's a, like, it's just normal language. You know, Camp Crystal Lake's got a death curse. They use it in this recap. <laughs> you know, you know, Jason's over on Crenshaw Avenue. You know, he just sits there. Our friend Crazy Ralph is the narrator on the beginning of this, which narrates the archive footage of the past movies to set up what happened. Did Crazy Ralph just remember that he has the word death curse that he originated? Or did they tell him, you know what, say that word or death cars. I love that. And his voice sounds great. And I love the cheesiness of it. But it was like, doesn't he say something to the effect of, you know how we're always talking about why would you go back to this place? Yes. Like, what, something is said there. I don't remember what's said in the narrative that, that kind of doesn't know if it addresses if it. it. it here. Maybe it's some people say it isn't or I don't know. It's just something. And I'm I like, don't know how they can't because like you said, continuously, this is over the years continuously. <laughs> and sometimes... <laughs> It's like the same week. Some people say there's a curse on this camp. And some people say it's cheaper than going to the Airbnb in the next town. You might die, but guess what? If you stay at a cabin in Crystal Lake, it's if much If you give cheaper. Jason a five-star rating as an Airbnb mega host. He might not kill Expert you. host. <laughs> he, he might he might just kill your ex that you hate too for free. A free Wi-Fi? Then the password is Pamela. I don't know when the hell this takes place. Because this says sometimes after Jason's imprisonment at the bottom of Crystal Lake in the previous film, Tommy Jarvis comes back, ends up bringing Jason back to life, the corpse, which we see recapped in this. He was a shriveled up corpse. He gets electrocuted by a pipe. Tommy Jarvis <laughs> is played by the actor who was in Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Yeah. And the Pathmark Man. Remember Speaking the Pathmark Man? Was he? The, the older guy that plays in that show was he used to do commercials for Pathmark supermarkets in New York. He was I like, forgot the, he, he was did the that. I used to call him the Pathmark Man. Wasn't he also the real estate developer in Poltergeist when he's like, you remove the graves, oh, but not oh the, the stones, but not the graves you remember was he yeah the, it is isn't it i'm pretty sure the pathmark man I poltergeist yeah wall street the return of the living dead invaders from mars the- so i wrote some people say there's a curse a death curse those who see jason really survive some people say if you know that place has murders every couple of years and everyone who goes there is killed don't go back <laughs> that's my narrative <laughs> You know, one would say that would make the most sense, but no. So 10-year-old Tina Shepard hears her alcoholic father, John, physically abuse their mother, Amanda. And For goes the second out- time, or the millionth time. Probably the, God, this is probably the millionth time. And goes out on a boat on Crystal Lake and wishes that John was dead. This unlocks her telekinesis powers, which causes the dock to collapse, and John falls into Crystal Lake, drowning. Well, I'll say this later, but keep in mind that this film was 
intended to be Freddy versus Jason. And Paramount Pictures and New Line Cinema could not come to an agreement to work together. So the idea was dropped and replaced Freddy with the protagonist with telekinesis. Wow. Really so cool. as far as 1988, that would have been amazing. Seven years later, a teenage Tina returns with her mother back to the house in Camp Crystal Lake with her doctor, Dr. Cruz, who wants to help Tina get over what happened to her father. One night, Tina goes out to Crystal Lake, wishing that her father could return. She tries to resurrect him with her telekinesis powers. Instead, reawakens Jason and snaps the chain that has him trapped. Dr. Cruz tells her that she was hallucinating and saw her father, but she is sure it was not him. I didn't get the idea that she thought she could bring him back with her telekinesis, because what does telekinesis have to do with bringing someone back from the dead? So, I wrote a lot of... So, first thing I put, young Tina is made to look like the girl from Poltergeist. She has the same exact blonde bob. thousand percent. Yes. I personally, the father, beat the mother all the time. I don't care if he died. I honestly, no big loss. You were woman beater. I think you deserve to die. Even though you can see that he's visibly like, he seems to be sorry. I think he had a drinking problem. But he's yeah. like, baby, please come back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, we're, we're tired of hearing you're sorry. Everyone's sorry, but they keep doing the abuse thing. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to take somebody's life. Because the mother didn't seem to have any, like, issue with him, even though she should. You know, that's another story. I said Tina has psychic abilities as well as psychic kinetic abilities. Uh... I think that during the movie, she actually has visions of her mother being killed. Michael, Nick's, the, the love interest, Nick's cousin being killed. She's yes. not only so she is psychic she's also psychic kinetic she has a lot of different abilities i honestly think she was wishing for her father to be alive again and thinking that somehow whatever she has might have done i don't it. know if it i don't know if it she consciously thought about it but i actually have another theory let me uh pull this out finally there's somebody that can handle a jason do you think that we talked about this previously camp crystal lake is actually cursed we talked about like the pet cemetery like what kind of joked about it because my point to this is that did dr cruz take tina to crystal lake and again i'm jumping around and i'm sorry guys you know there's a part of the movie towards the end of the movie where they're going into tina's father's room which has also been yes. taken over by dr cruz for her therapy sessions where she finds a notebook of things about murders and jason and this missing kid and all these different yes. things did Dr. Cruz know that this place was quote-unquote haunted or paranormal and knowing not only would being the place where her father died, that she blames herself for killing, also the, the mysticism around the place would because if you're open to telekinetic you know, thinking people, are, you're probably right. open to the supernatural as well. Right. Did he think that coupling her trauma with the fact that this place has a supernatural, you know, folklore would that have, you know, heightened her abilities? I, I don't know. I'm you're you're right, kind of... she gets to read about Jason because of those papers, but you're right, what does that have to do with it? Like, why did he have that? So you may be onto something. Maybe, yes, the power of this place, it was built on a, a hellmouth, a nexus kind of thing. Well, the thing. thing is, too, is that, so let's go back. I'm jumping, but, like, so she she goes to the, after a very intensive session with the doc, Dr. Cruz, who is clearly exploiting her for her abilities. He's videotaping yes. her to keep, I don't know what he wants to get from this, but maybe some kind of notoriety. So she runs to the pier, the little dock area where her father, like, died. And she's thinking about her father, and she does resurrect Jason. She sees him come out of the water, peer out, and she passes out. Now, my thing is, why didn't Jason go over and kill her right then and there? Was Jason startled? Parts of these, oh. part, of this, part of the movie that I, when I see this part of the movie, it seems like he is startled at certain things. So we'll go more into that. Hold that back into your head because we, we have to go through, obviously, through the plot of the movie to explain it. So she brings him back. He disappears. She says that he came out of the lake. And the, the, the doctor Cruz is like, no, you're just having delusions. It's your father because you want him back. Okay. Meanwhile, several people are in a nearby house to celebrate Nick's cousins, Michael birthday, like David said, including Nick, Melissa, Robin, Eddie, David, Maddie, Ben, Kate, Russell, and Sandra. That's a big cast. However, as Michael and his girlfriend Jane are driving to Kistel Lake, their car stalls, and both are killed by Jason. Jane is killed with a spike through her throat, and Michael is killed with the same spike, which is thrown into his back. Then, Jason walks up and pushes the spike deeper into Michael's back, which causes Michael to spit blood. Dude, wow. Tina Can experiences a up? vision. <laughs> Baby boy, spike in my back, hit me hard, spike in my back. And this is, 
actually, Tina does get a vision, you're right, has a vision of this death, and sees a spike Jason used to kill Michael on the porch. When she tells Dr. Cruz, he says it was another delusion, and the next time she looks, the spike isn't there. Because he removes it. But my point is, why would the doctor, after seeing a spike, not think something might be wrong it wasn't there before? Like, who carries around a random spike and sticks it into, like, your cabin? Like, did the doctor not at that point think either she really is crazy and she did this herself? I would be like, this is Tina. Or what's going on? Because it's a little weird and random because he took the spike. He took the spike. It looks like she's crazy, too. I thought, too. To heighten her anxiety and and make her into a basket case and make her crazy. So she does have a vision of Michael being killed. So, and by the way, the actress who played, who was Michael's girlfriend? Sounded like she was a 40 year old woman. Oh, um, (laughs) Michael's girlfriend. She's supposed to be a teenager. Jane. I love these. Jane, I loved you, but you sounded like you were 40. You're they supposed to be a teenager. Are. Do you think these half these people are really teenagers? No, they're all they're all like in their late 20s. They're like, what's her name from Beverly Hills 902 and oh the original? Oh 35 playing a 17-year-old. David, do you think though that is he trying to make a super weapon with Tina and does he want her to face Jason maybe? Maybe he does know about Jason in the sense that he thinks that he's under there? Because why would he have these papers? It's not explained. That's my thing. I don't I really don't know if he's Dr. Dr. Silverman or whatever from from Vibes, the movie Vibes where he's exploiting her powers for some sort of game or he just thinks he's going to get notoriety because he discovered psychic ability because he's like he keeps saying like tell me how you do it how you do it you need to know and she's like it just comes on i can't tell you and he gets he notes in his recordings that it's from her heightened anxiety or whatever so he tries to put her in a constant state of anxiety is this a good time to bring up tina's mother who oh my god yeah this is very retro Sue blue Sue blue this is crazy. This woman. There's a part in the movie where Tina kisses Nick and she's in a really good mood and she goes to see the mother and she's like, she's like, it's in the morning and the mother must like be making coffee or something. She's like, why are you in such a good mood, Tina? She's like, mm, no, no. You know, because she's in love already five minutes into the, you know, into <laughs> meeting this guy, which I understand. He seemed really nice. Yeah. He seemed well, nice. What is this Nick. woman's voice? Who is this woman's voice? I know this voice. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm racking my head. She is actually quite famous. She's done like, over 25 cartoon characters maybe 35 i think she is stormer for me one of the first things that stood out is she's stormer from gem and the hologram from the misfits she voices stormer stormer oh wonderful a lousy day is made lousier kimber the kid hologram where's your big sister creepo she let you out after 4 30 this is amazing the susan blue and then i dug a little deeper and i actually sent you the the information she's done transformers she was a my little pony she was scooby doing the ghoul school yeah, she's done millions and of voiceovers. And she's still going strong, it seems like, because just doing interviews, it seemed like six months ago, you sent me an interview with this woman. So I love that. She fit. She looked like she could be Tina's mother, too. It must be the hair. You know, it's the 80s hair. They all had the 80s hair. Nick is who you were talking about earlier. Nick is the love interest. So he's the guy that comes next door. They're going to have celebrate his cousin's birthday. Nick and Tina kind of meet, but she's a little apprehensive. She basically tells them, I'm crazy. I just got out of a mental institution and he, she's like, if you're trying to get your life together, I'm not the person that you need to be around. She's basically warning because she likes him and she doesn't want to hurt him. Don't way. you wish everyone would be upfront like that? Listen, this is all of my issues and... Let and me he, tell you Nick something. Nick don't care. We should do a whole podcast on my 51st dates. <laughs> My God! Talk about yes. not people not being upfront. Not the movie with Drew Barrymore. David just means going back to what you said. I said Doctor Cruz is exploiting Tina for her powers, but to what end? Is he trying to use her as a sideshow freak, or some, or is he trying to weaponize her? That's what I wrote. That we think alike. I think that's what it is. I think it is. And if she could defeat a person like Jason, we're not in the, We're not even near that part. It sets up that Nick has this thing for Tina. It always seems to be in this movie: the boy next door and the girl that lives in the cabin next door. So, or the hiker that's trying to avenge the sister's death. That you just let him come into your house and take a shower and tell him the door's always open. Mm. He's killing mm. me. Within the context of this, so Nick also does tell Tina that they're really none of the kids are really his friends. There, he's just there. Those are basically 
actually Mike's Michael's friends. His cousins. Oh, and they're friends. all na- I don't like some of them are people. needy. Some of them are some of them very mean, like clicky. The rich one. What is her name? Karen. Pulling her Karen. No, it's gonna Karen. say is it Karen? Amanda. Amanda. But yes, Karen. Then there's that like little punky Brewster sort of nerdy girl that I. She says the best line in the whole movie. So that I. I felt written. so bad for her. She well, she's a little a littler, a tinier girl out of all of them. She would be the mousy brunette geeky yeah. girl, and she does this make over and she does look really fabulous I gotta say. All it took was um, her taking her glasses off. She has interest in a guy that actually one of the other girls is sleeping with already. Yes. And she's like, do you see the way he looks at me? And the girl who's knowingly sleeping with this guy who apparently isn't telling her friend, she's like she's not into you. Need You need to you need a little Change touch up. You need yeah, a touch up. Oh, that was, that was so sad. People so she that. does a little touch up on herself and my favorite line is she looks in the mirror and she goes, I need a little touch up work my ass. <laughs> That's my favorite line in the movie. I need a little touch-up work my ass <laughs> She was feeling herself. I mean, it's honestly a very empowering moment for her. Although she makes it a while. She crawls. She she does so, everything. So basically, girl. while this is going on, Michael and his girlfriend have been killed. There's two campers out camping that have been killed. Oh, the one the that got hit in the sleeping bag. bag. And I, that's my one of my favorite kill scenes was sleeping bag scene where I remember it being she being six swung times. Multiple I was gonna say times. they said six times it was, and they only show it once here. Yeah. So Jason kills two campers, Dan and. Judy by slamming Judy in her sleeping bag into a tree and takes Dan's machete. When Russell and Sandra go to the lake, Jason kills them as well, hitting Russell in the face with an axe and pulling Sandra under Crystal Lake, drowning her. Oh my god, there's a funny part of the movie. They're walking, so Russell and you said Crystal are walking, and she's like, how did you know? Uh, Russell and Sandra. What, Russell and Sandra. He goes, when did you like me? She's like, as soon as I saw your enormous, large wallet, I I saw it in your pants and I just said I have to have it or whatever it is it's actually really funny lines in here and then she strips movie. down and i have to say she's she looks good i have to say she was she had a nice body she had a nice body. i didn't even notice i'm just saying just i don't know that's a random but she she whatever she looked good good for her though being a teen I, slasher i swear to god stuff. if i had a body i'd be a stripper and make money on the side but anyway you're not doing that now don't <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just exploiting myself for podcasts <laughs> in hopes to make money for Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> I often said that I would be a, a stripper if I had the body. You know, listen, I, I we can go into that. That's that's another story for another day. How I hired a bunch Ooh. of strippers to work at Bed Bath and Beyond when I was a manager. I think that actually does have to be a separate. That has to be a whole thing. Oh it's God. a long story. I'll say no more. A bunch so. of strippers. <laughs> Jason then stalks Maddie and kills her in a barn with a sickle and then kills Ben and Kate who are making out in a van. Oh, that couple, they're getting ready for the surprise party. The only black couple I've ever seen in any of the horror movies. There was something going on where like she was mad at him again at like a breakfast sort of a thing when it's like, I need my coffee. And she's like, basically screw you, get it yourself because he went to a like a geeky comic book movie thing with the other guy. I don't know, it seemed very strange like why she was mad at him. Are they giving them trying to get this substance i mean i guess it makes i it... don't know but he got killed and then he pulls her through the window with the and stabs... <laughs> speaking of party with a par- that's that another work. story <laughs> Woo! the kazoo party blower thing that's another story for another time too he crushes his face in and kills kate by sticking a party horn in her eye as rob would say shenanigans i feel like that horn would break before it went in well her eye. you have to remember something the horns back then were made of like a tin or an aluminum. Yes! The one okay, that he uses yes. is actually a, a tin funnel with a plastic mouthpiece, and then the cap around it, or the, the circular part may be plastic, or it actually may be metal too. You have to remember, this is a different time when things are actually made sturdy. Possibly lead, but you know what? It worked. Lead poisoning. You're in for a sweet surprise. Try lead poisoning. <laughs> Melissa tries to use Eddie to make Nick jealous. Melissa also makes fun of Tina, and basically calls her crazy continuously. I wrote down that she's trying to be a Heather from the movie Heathers. Yes! But failing because she's, she's just a knockoff Heather. She's just a knockoff Heather. She's kind of being a mega bitch. And then that the little kind of mousy girl that I love her line about touch up work my ass basically says she's mean to everybody unless you're a man. Oh yes, because she tells Tina because Tina comes over at one point and she's trying to make Tina feel I guess a little better. That's nice of her. So they try to make fun of her because this Amanda's been listening to our conversation with Nick, where she said she because she just got out of a mental hospital. So she puts she makes the guy put like on a fake straight jacket like take 
takes his jacket and ties it behind him and she's making fun of him. So also, Melissa tries to use Eddie to make Nick jealous. After finding out he was being used, Eddie angrily leaves. Soon David, Eddie, and Robin are murdered by Jason as well. Mrs. Shepard plans to leave the Camp Crystal Lake with Tina and soon discovers the spike in Mr. Cruz's office and watching a tape discovers that Cruz never tended to help Tina, actually is trying to exploit her powers and watch her perform them deliberately, keeping her traumatized and stress levels high. I wrote, Tina's mother finds out that Dr. Cruz is actually just trying to exploit her with videotapes and other things. And I said, it reminds me when I was a manager of a company called Sweet Factory and the district manager left her planner in the store by accident she put horrible things like break them down she did she was you're the kidding i got her fired by the way and she break only, she, them down yeah and it wasn't we weren't talking about pallets or something she was talking about people she was an evil witch you know what i actually tracked down previous employees that she pushed out and made them write letters and i sent them to the corporate office and hr and went after, she lost her job and she was friends with the president of the company and she still lost her job i hope you're listening because you deserved it you evil witch don't cross break me. them down anyway <laughs> my god I'm, I'm telling you people, we could have a whole podcast with David's life. Crazy shows. So Tina's mother finds out that Doctor is exploiting her. He basically tells her, I am going to put her in an institution regardless because I'm these are oh, my techniques. Yeah, she said that, yeah. I would have grabbed that videotape. I would have smacked him up. I would have said, you have no idea. I would have said- I do like that Tina's mother is not just going to be like, you know, let it happen. I like that they tried to give her some kind of like fight. So Tina overhears that she takes off with the car and she ends up- having a vision of her mother being killed by Jason and she smashes the car into a tree. Very much like when Alice, <laughs> yeah. there's a there's a vision of Freddy in the road and she tries to run him over with the car and she hits a tree. Hmm. Just saying. I love my, I love my hmm. strong I will say all together with this movie, David, did you notice a tonal change the way it's even filmed from the previous ones we had watched? It seems like it's gotten, it was more modernizing to maybe more 90s-esque, even like late 80s. It was kind of, yeah, the movies were changing. Evolving. They had a different feeling, yes, with these Better movies. cinematography. Did you notice that there was this, the sex scene there was three couples simultaneously having sex in one oh i did notice i did notice with the heat of their sex energy awoke jason from camp crystal lake (laughs) (laughs) so tina and nick are together and she's like i gotta get back to the woods because my mother's gonna be murdered right basically she's like i see him he's gonna hurt my mom which breaks my heart because she's lost so much and been through so much already. And Tina's mother is with Dr. Cruz, right? And she's kind of like, oh my God, what is this? She sees the car. She and gets she's out. Running, and she's and Dr. Like, Cruz is almost like, don't go in there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, whatever. First of Wasn't all, Dr. Terrible? Cruz comes upon body of Nick's cousin, Mike, Michael, his cousin. Yes, yes. And sees a spike, picks it up, and gets like, uh. But yet, the first thing I would have done is ran back to the house. Instead of telling the mother that he's going to put Tina away, I would have said, there is a murder going on. Something happened here. I see there was a body outside. We need to leave immediately. But this also lets me know that he was going to, he was going to put her into an institution and then still remain her doctor and exploit her when she was in the institution. This is oh, and how, have the mother dead as well now helps And him. how evil is this man? So he deserved. The mother ends up getting killed but because he pushes her onto Jason. Oh, my So that God. she gets killed to block his own body. Because they go running off at some point. Like, Tina's mother goes this way and he goes that way. And then Tina's mother runs into him again because they're being pursued by Jason. And he, yeah, literally holds her and pushes her into him. And she's like, what? Bye-bye, Stormer. So Tina and Nick come, come upon Michael, the body of his cousin and she's like we can't help like basically we can't help him we have to go we have to get out of here she finds out jason chases mrs shepherd and dr cruz who uses mrs shepherd as a shield while jason kills her tina goes out and finds out that from dr cruz that jason killed her mother so that's another way of pushing her over the edge like you said david well he's like don't go over there don't go over there but eh, all right yeah <laughs> let her let her let her go over there let her go over there this, this might work so after tina runs off jason kills cruz with a tree trimming saw that was long i would love one hell. of those that was amazing yeah that was 
That was like a weed. I need whacker. those trim, you know, to trim the bushes. I'd be like a samurai warrior with that. I'd be like, they like, what? Where's the tree? Oh, cut it all down. Like mommy dearest. <laughs> it's all gone. Sorry, I went a little crazy with the tree trimmer. After Tina finds the bodies of her mother and the dead teens from next door, she encounters Jason and she uses her telekinesis power to subdue him. So I like this one scene that she grabs Jason around his neck. Oh, wait, is that this part? No. So there's a part where after she discovers her mother, she sees Jason. Oh, this walk is outside, in the woods, right? In the in the pond. And or she something. encounters him on the road. So there's like the road of like the dirt road. <sighs> this is and a great she, scene. It's like the dun dun dun, because they zoom in on Jason and he's standing there ready to go. And then Tina starts and they play that kind of like bizarre music that and then Tina uses her telekinetic power to well there's a puddle of water and he's in a wall is what must have rained because it was raining at some point or is raining muddy it was a little muddy so she makes tree branches come out from the ground like roots and stuff and snares his legs and makes him fall and then she actually pulls out an electrical wire from a telephone pole and electrocutes him which Tina is the thing that brought him back to life the electricity I wish it would help but I mean it's more thinking of her and her so this is where the excitement of this whole movie starts to culminate for me because it's she do- she does this to Jason. First of all, I think Jason Jason is startled to some degree that she like, he doesn't know what's going on. He's used to just killing these people and they, there's no fight. He whatever, and all of a sudden branches are coming out, things are coming at him. He has, and he's actually encountering something beyond that's so more supernatural true. than he is accustomed to because he falls down. Because I feel like, you know, the all the other scenes with Jason in all these other movies, he there's this slow pause where he doesn't get up very right away. He kind of suspends it. In this one, he's like, no, biatch. As soon as he, like, she went near him, he, like, jumps right up out of the water. He's like, nope. Yeah. Oh, my God, you, yes. you ain't getting me. You didn't get me. Which most of the other time, he pretends he plays dead for a little while. I think because he, he was dead, I think this new Jason basically is unstoppable because before he was alive miraculously like the Michael Myers we're talking about earlier that somehow they could take this and now I think just because he is dead he could just bloop but do you I, I, I we'd have to because I, I have to go through the other movies as you as we review them more and more but I just remember Jason being more of the laying down and playing dead he for definitely while. used to do that earlier on but I feel like now... in this particular instance it's because Tina challenged him he's like don't step <laughs> to me like some bitch in high school i've come for you and he goes after her because he like jumps right up and she's like oh shit starts running well, cool to finally have somebody who could fight jason and again with every friday the 13th movie it's a female which i love it's a female lead this never happened in the 80s this is a modern thing there was never a female lead right no never it's always misogynistic evil everything in the 80s is evil i mean they're gonna say the friday franchise we never even mentioned that i mean they so, say yeah. the nightmare franchise everyone is women i'm trying to prove my point that I hate when people say that I don't think you have to prove no. you prove your point to our, our particular listeners I think our listeners are of a certain caliber and understanding and don't God bless you radical ones well I think they also realize that maybe we see things a certain way and maybe somebody sees something I don't know but my, so getting back to the movie though basically Jason follows her and she goes into a house shuts the door and Jason is like jumps through a window yes no. yes we got our windows back He's like, window scene. Oh, there's a window. Let me jump through it. I'll throw somebody through. He did throw that redheaded through the window, right? He threw, yes. I was re- I was having flashbacks to part four. So he jumps through the window. Tina gets all worked up. She runs into another room and she there's these pocket doors, sliding pocket doors, where she telekinetically closes them. And then there's a there's an actual table in the room with Jason. And she makes the table slide in front of... That was great. Which I thought was actually pretty cool. I, obviously, I didn't think in any way that would even affected him stopped in me more than a second so but this is the first the time that you could actually say this in- incarnation of jason that someone could actually stop him for a moment at least i feel like this newer yeah. jason this kill 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 yeah absolutely absolutely obviously he flings the table and pulls open the doors like again this is why i feel like he's getting frustrated with her yes. i feel like he's frustrated with her i don't know about you but i felt like this frustration like why can't i just kill you okay so we got to the point where jason where she pushes the table against jason and he's you, you notice that he was getting frustrated by her he opens the door and then she actually uses her telekinetic power to fling a small love seat at him okay 
Yes. Which yes. he pulls off of himself and th- flings it. And then she's like crawling. Like she's doing the typical on the ground sort of a thing. And then she turns around. And she realizes she's touching the head of that dead, like nerdy kid. What's his name? Yes. And it's Poor stuck little. on a potted plant. So again, everything is a <laughs> weapon. Everything is a weapon, people. She flings like Prue style. She she summons the plant. I found that so funny. Did they do that to be funny? Because I found that so funny that the head was in the, the plant and she threw the head at him. And the plant. plant. And the plant. <laughs> again, everything is a weapon, people. Whatever was near her. Oh, forget what- it. If you were Tina David, you would be, the whole house would be down around Jason well, at this point. <laughs> Yeah, probably. She's running out of the house and Jason comes out of the house and she actually uses her ability to make the overhang overhang collapse on him. Now, my thought would have, as she's breaking up the place, I would have had a piece of the wood fly right through his body or smash his head, but she... That's what I thought um because right before this there's a part that she has him hanging by the core the power no that's the next part oh is that over that that's okay so then no no Girl, get this so that, right. This is this is okay. Good so stuff the house collapses, but you're right. If she would have done something to make it more permanent, maybe something that would have lanced him down into the ground. So she basically makes the roof collapse on him, the overhang of the of the cabin. She runs to the nearby cabin where Nick and Amanda is still there, and she's basically doing her biatch act, where she's like, "My mother." She basically Tina comes in, she hugs Nick, she says, "He got my mother, but I killed Jason." And Amanda's like. You guys are weirding me out. I'm going back to bed. Are you coming with me, Nick? Like a total biatch. She's like, we should stay together. She's like, I'm not. That's not my style, Nick. And then you see like a shadow in the. She opens the door and Jason's there. She freezes. He axes her and then throws her body and she falls behind this big tube, old tube style TV. (laughs) She did fly. And I think that was for the audience. I bet you people cheered when this happened in the in the theaters. I bet you she she deserved it. So again, now. Now I'm going to go back to David's theory because this is my movie. This ain't the radical. This is the I, David. I got to say, this is a this is a David move. Tina is David. So you see Nick trying to get. He's he's in the protective position where he's trying to put his body between him and uh, Jason and Tina. And you see him trying to like they're kind of like trying to maneuver around the room to hopefully <laughs> Doing the dance, yeah. try to hopefully. <laughs> and he tries to send Tina to go to the door, and Jason slams the door like you ain't getting out that door, bitch. Which again, again. <laughs> feeds into my he's really getting pissy right now jason's kind of yes off. because you're right back in the day he wouldn't he probably just would have let he wouldn't have slammed the door yeah. and stuff and been like you like trying to keep her so then they get to a point where tina gets to run and gets up the stairs and nick narrowly gets up the stairs before jason's coming up the stairs they go up the stairs and the only door in this hallway apparently is locked and nick is like oh what am i gonna do try to get it open he knows that tina could do some psychic shit she could have just busted that door open with her powers or but whatever so tina then the goes steps. to the foot of the stairs and you see jason coming up and you see this this not lamp you see a wall uh what's the hanging, word I'm looking yeah like a, a chandelier like not it's not really a chandelier it's a one it's a one light hanging from the ceiling so a, a you know a, a light hanging from the ceiling yeah like a light a hanging light she makes it swing smashes his head and then he falls through the stairs amazing so my point is where the stairs that rickety that hit and he's so like big and beefy that he yeah. fell through the stairs or she didn't she didn't make the stairs fall apart. no i think it was that yeah because if she could do that then i would be exploding everything well she does though <laughs> later on so building code okay wow are they just gonna let people come into that that after after next next uh movie they're just gonna go right yeah, into that after the stairs have been ripped off you better get them mumros in charge get those stairs done before next camper's gotta be killed next week and nick goes down and, and maneuvers himself around the hole in the stairs and then grabs tina and then they start to try to go for the door and jason busts out from underneath the staircase which i wish he would have landed though on like chunks of broken things but he didn't but they end up in the basement he takes nick and throws nick he's about to kill he's about to go for nick and tina says no and she actually uses her telekinetic powers to tighten the hockey mask and she's digging into his flesh and he turns around and she's making the like the 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 elastic and everything dig into his and dig into his face it actually rips and you see his grotesque face which again he looks kind of annoyed he's like like you like his teeth he's like He's kind of like, yeah, giving that look like, what are you doing to me? Like, how are you doing this? What the... Yeah, so then she there's another another wall hanging chandelier type of thing. Um, um, it's only one light. She ends up making it explode, and she ties the 
I the, love the rope around Jason's neck and pulls him up. She's choking him. And then she blows out the floor. Yes. This she is what I want to do. Her, the whole blows movie. out the floor and drops him into the basement. Oh. She goes to get Nick, and you know she looks down, and Jason is laying there. She goes to grab Nick, and all of a sudden Jason's eyes open up, and he grabs her. Now I don't know if you noticed in the movie. I feel like they this was a mistake, or maybe it's supposed to look like that she dug into his head. It looks like he has the hockey mask strapped back on when he pulls her down on his head. Yeah, I just noticed that. I think and that then, was a mistake. Yeah. So then you have Tina, and he pulls her. He rips her shirt, or which yes. is this is the. <laughs> she was layered she had like 17 different shirts on a cami a shirt another shirt a denim over shirt a gem jacket whatever because he pulls it and she still got two underneath that so then she looks around and she sees a jar of nails she makes the jar of nails fly at him she like kind of goes like summons it like at this point now she's feeling herself and she's knowing she has the ability then she sees a gas can and she starts spraying jason with gas which is funny because he like like shudders he does nothing like, he like, does I don't, nothing but, uh, this also leads me to believe because it's a liquid is really water his achilles heel because it's a liquid honestly you're and, right and and she gets a little bit of gas on her third layer of clothes she takes that shirt off to to, to, ex- to show another she's very modest tina she but i actually like that because it kind of shows that she really doesn't have complete control because it's splashing on her too i kind of i don't smart know what, that she takes that she takes layer off, off so, she yeah. takes the layer off and and then she makes the furnace i agree a, but david that oil can was never ending that must have been a completely filled gas can maybe Right. I like the effect too because I'm the friends of the Christie's. The- I brought a full can of gas. <laughs> they were too busy. <laughs> They were too busy making love to fill up this gas can. I love David's Pamela. And then she uses the boiler, which I think, was that like a thing for Freddy? Because the... Uh, Yes, because we found out earlier that Tina was Freddy. So that makes no sense. So that means the whole movie, Freddy would have been doing this to Jason then? You'll see that Freddy does do very, like, campy sort of funny things to Jason to hurt him. So anyway, she then sets him on fire. Nick comes down the stairs, actually comes to finally wakes up. He's like, we gotta go, Tina. And they start running and they start running oh now you're awake sorry i've been just been down here doing a lot and you see that he's like hit the deck because the house explodes and they're hugging yes and then he's like but it's not over like, yet it's, david it's gone it's all gone okay so david they're outside now they're outside they're by the lake i have confusion about this okay ending What's your confusion? So, okay, so like David said, Tina and Jason clash some more. At one point, she breaks his hockey mask, revealing Jason's hideous, decayed face. She sets him on fire, blowing up the house, but he returns in it and knocks Nick's unconscious. They're at the dock. It says, Tina summons the spirit of her father who drags Jason and traps him below Camp Crystal Lake. I, uh, so again, this is her powers then, so she can summon the dead as well because he looked like he was the same man. So that's like, one thing like, I actually, I have a note. I have a note on that. So they go to the dock. They think it's over. Jason comes. He tries. He flings Tina, which yeah, she hurts her arm. She looks like she hurts her arm. And then Nick's like, no. And he shoots Jason multiple times with a, with a revolver. That's Jason then, gun, yeah, d- then he had. flings. That was actually Tina's dad's gun. Remember, that was Tina's dad's office. Don't get it twisted. You're talking about Tina. Oh, you need to get everything perfect. Dr. Cruz, Dr. Cruz just is right, nothing. over the office. Yeah. No, he's so not. he throws Nick, who ends up in like a little a little boat, perfectly lands on yes, a boat, which thankfully. is good for him because he didn't drown. Because then now she would have had nobody. At least she's got a boyfriend now after this point. Hopefully. Because she got nothing now. Even the house. She can't even sell that rickety old cabin for the money. You can't leave because I'll pull you next. I'll pull you closer. So Jason's about to kill her. And she's she's thinking and thinking and thinking. And she summons what appears to be the embodiment of her father. Now, I thought if he had his body was lost in the water, it would be more decayed than it was. So that's where there is. Why do they have him? Correct me if I'm wrong, David. Did they have him with? He was a little muddy and a little little dirty yes he looked like he was coming from the water and he was dripping because he was coming from water Uh, my only idea is that they thought you wouldn't be able to recognize him if they didn't make the father's face but i don't know see my thought my thought was the same thing that she did with jason she did with the father which would mean the the father's body would have not had to have not been recovered found right 
Which I think might have happened. Which I think, probably I guess. did, probably could have happened. But I thought he would have been more decayed. I that's but the only part that I because he was the get. hero at the end, saving the day. Maybe they didn't want him to look so grotesque because it was more traumatizing. Was it really uh, so? It was him. It was the father. It was. She it was, was him. Because I'm thinking, at one point, could it have been her hallucination that she brought the chains up and it went around her neck, but she saw the fall? But yeah, we're led to believe. I mean, it says in the synopsis, yeah, she summons the spirit of her father. So maybe it is the spirit of her father, or. Or it's some like like you said maybe but i think be. he is i think he is technically because she must be trying because if she was trying earlier she knows the body's down so the body is down there with jason and david did you like that i sent you this i don't know if you got to see it but there's a few lakes where people actually put the jason statue yes under, i love it which i think is terrifying if you're a diver and you go down and you see jason in actual like cloth clothes chained to the bottom of of a lake i think it's amazing it's like in arizona those obelisks where where in arizona like saguaro like canyon let me look to me if i was diving not that i would be if i was diving can you imagine diving and coming across jason Voorhees with his eyes open chained underneath but you know it's not real could you imagine can you do you well could you imagine not coming across a real dead body you know how i, I know. feel about underwater monsters so the arizona lake pleasant lake pleasant it's a beautiful lake diver puts jason Voorhees at the bottom of lake in arizona i could have ki- I kayaked there before it was nice love it gloves and all and chains and cloth i think that's so cool at the end of the movie david tina and nick are taken to the hospital in an ambulance nick asks where jason is and tina says we took care of him well she wants to include him she knows he kind of he tried sorry Honestly, for a man that she just met he was very protective of her she told him all of her issues he didn't care she said oh, you're probably one of my delusions because she can't believe that he's that was still, really sweet he yeah. still wants to be with her even though she, she told him that she's got issues you got emotions. two legs two arms a head um, what's he's wrong a look, he's a good looking guy <laughs> he basically laid out that he didn't get along with his father and he was thrown out and he's going to night school so he basically laid out his issues and she laid out hers and they still had a, a bond and i think they're trauma bonded now because they've been through so much but i hope so like when i watched this as a kid i envisioned them being together at that point boyfriend and girlfriend yes like they fall that's in love what you, that's and what you she want. doesn't have a mother or father she doesn't she has she maybe she can sell part of the campground i don't know what she's got there god this they need to burn this place this honestly this camp they need to put cement they need to drain the lake drain the swamp a little trivia david at the end of this film tina is taken to an ambulance and where she asks where nick is only to find out he's laying next to her it was it is like the ending of Friday the 13th Part 2 when Jenny is taken away in the ambulance and asks where Paul is, except this time Nick is alive and well in the ambulance. The beloved hockey mask that Jason stole from Sheldon in Part 3 gets destroyed by Tina. Her powers during this climactic struggle with her. In the next installment of the series, he obtains a completely new mask from a victim. Isn't that nice? He stops at Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> is Manhattan and you, David will be back for this as well, so we find out where he gets the new mask. The Jarvis home appears in some exterior shots and some interior shots such as robin's death happens in tommy's room from friday the 13th the final chapter so was this actually like cabin someplace and they just keep filming i think so fire department thing it's it said stockton fire department so where is stockton is that just something they made up made up it really sucks is i watched this movie on youtube i rented it on youtube with i don't have my dvd player right now obviously i got rid of dvd players even though i have millions of dvds don't ask me why um i actually sold it at a yard sale don't ask me why since i only have dvds and blu-rays anyway and a collection and a huge huge collection collection. i watch on youtube and you try to take a picture of any video now online and it blacks it out on your phone oh if you rent it if it's not something that's anything it doesn't matter i don't know why you're not allowed to like take a picture i tried to take a picture of the thing that says stockton fire department because i wanted to send it to you it blacks it out everything gets blacked out i don't know if that's just copywriting stuff yeah stockton fire department is that in new jersey or pennsylvania or they saying this is from california there's one so david i had sent you a, a little trailer so there is a fan-made movie a sequel to tina shepherd's story evidently and they bring back dr cruz the same actor and he seemed to be wearing the same outfit i don't know if that's a flashback if she's seeing his spirit 
but Lar Parker Lincoln Lar Lara. I want. I don't hope I'm saying this right. She's. Oh God, he doesn't know role. another name. He's messing up another <laughs> Lar, name. Lar Lar <laughs> Park Lincoln. She is reprising her role as Tina. This is a fan-made Friday the Thirteenth movie. It's called Rose Blood. If anyone is interested in it, I guess they're able to do this because it's not entitled Friday the Thirteenth. What's well, not infringing on any copyrights? And plus, they're just everyone seems to be doing stuff like that. You know, everybody has a podcast now. They think that they're Honestly, just Honestly, do you hear this? Everybody. Everybody. Next week. Next week, my children will have their own podcast. <laughs> Everyone. So thank God we're already, we're already cemented into the bowels of podcasting. But she's also on Cameo, David. I was tempted for $50 to have Laura Parker, Lincoln, do the radical I think you retro. Should see, I think you should see if your girl, your girl from Return to Oz and the craft is on. Maybe you can get her to say her name for you. That would be amazing. That would be worth it. I'd have to, ki- I'd have to kip, kick in some money for that, even if it was more money. Starter, you'll have a Kickstarter. If she, like, charged $400... I'd still have to come up with the money. Is she on Cameo if Laura Park Lincoln is on? Maybe it's Lair. Lair, like Lara. Lair. She's not. She's not on. Can you find her on Facebook? Priscilla Presley, though, is on there for $200 that came up when you put it. That has nothing to do with Feruza Balk, but okay. Poor Priscilla got some bad plastic surgery. She is a horror, so Feruza is a a horror queen. (laughs) Oh my god, David. I'm so happy that we got to talk this movie. Next week, we are doing Jason Takes Manhattan. This is one of our favorites as well. And especially since we are from New York, how could we not review this together and see New York in the 80s? Start spreading the news. And what it actually looks like today again. So we'll be actually having a preview of New York in 2021. There's actually punks with big boom boxes, like wearing chains and stuff, mohawks and stuff. That's my new york baby and jason walking down the stark streets this is new york this is like the <laughs> what was it what was it gem and holograms the 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 horrible band the lizards or something the leaping lizards or the leaping the, lizards right was that it? the band or the lizards or something or this and something. zipper so you can always reach david at universal appeal 2020 all one word on instagram as well as the radical retro podcast one word on instagram as well we're also on youtube anyone out there has it in their heart to like subscribe share the podcast it really helps us we really would appreciate it if you enjoy listening to it it's just listen we love what we're doing obviously we do this for the love of it where we you know as much as we joke about like different things we really it's, it's a way for us to connect and to stay connected to as brothers living on different coasts but we definitely would appreciate anything that you guys can do i a like it doesn't take if you really are if you're listening to them you can you can press like like, a like please, right. a like would be great on, on YouTube. Or again, let us know what content you want to see. If you're liking what, what what direction we're going in, it would be great. We hate to say it; it's all about the likes, but it truly just helps us grow. And we really want to make this podcast something and truly see it grow into something. So unfortunately, the world we live in, it takes likes commenting subscribing if you haven't done it please yeah if you're listening to this now on youtube that would be a big help press press that like button and subscribe and send bad bath and beyond gift cards (laughs) to the address below (laughs) the p.o box um (laughs) that was another radical retro rewind podcast Radical ones, don't forget that this Wednesday is also an all-new episode of our co-host Rob's podcast, Movie Geek and Proud, where he is continuing the camp fun with the Babysitter's Club, and yours truly will be there to help review this. We'll see you again next time, everybody. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.